Friends, let us pause and hold silence as we center ourselves for worship. This is the house of the Lord. Here the word of God calls us. Let us stand in body or in spirit and open God's life-giving word for this community. If you're able, please stand. morning. Welcome to everyone joining us this morning for worship in person or online. You are welcome wherever you are. And a reminder that this service is live streamed. A special welcome to the friends and family of Blair and Chloe Crawford who join us today as we celebrate the sacrament of baptism for their son Miles. As we gather in this place, may we hear the water Water poured, poured out to cleanse to the very deepest parts of our souls. Hear the freedom it brings. Feel the new life that it offers. Our baptismal hymn as we worship God. 632, our children, Lord, in faith and prayer.
Welcome to this special place where we recognize and celebrate a promise given to Miles of a love that refuses to let him go. It is an ancient sign, but it's a sign that Jesus shared in too. A sign that makes all things new. So let us gather here, trusting that this water, while it remains water, holds the symbol of God's love and the Savior who gave everything for us. Let us pray. God and water, you birthed the world, a new creation for the universe. Jesus, through water, you were baptized, sharing our humanity. Spirit, by water, you continue to call us into a new way of living. May we hear once more your calling to be yours and bring miles through the waters, dedicating him into the promise of love. And hear us now as we join together with the church universal in the prayer that Jesus taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. Blair and Chloe, you now have a great responsibility so do you promise God being your helper to make your home a Christian home and to continue to bring miles up in the faith and the commonwealth of the church? People of God, today miles is being baptized here in our midst as part of the one worldwide church. And we have been given the responsibility to nurture him and to offer him the good news. So do you promise to continue to welcome and uphold him, to nurture and strengthen him, and to give him your time and your love and the commonwealth of the Spirit? If you do, please stand. For you, Jesus, came into the world and showed us all about God's love. For you, he suffered and died that first Easter. And for you also, he rose again and celebrated new life. All this he did for you, Miles. And even though, like everyone else here, you don't fully understand it, but that doesn't matter. For we love God because God first loved us. Miles John Crawford, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the blessing of the God of light, the Son of love, and the Spirit of truth be with you and live in your heart forever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you.
just unhappy when he couldn't see your faces. I'd like to, to wave, wave to you all and, and speak to you. Chloe and Blair, as Miles' parents, you are witnesses to what has happened here today. So please tell him about the faith and give him the chance to respond in his own way to the mystery of faith and the love of God. Miles, this place is your home. You're part of one worldwide family. And we will always celebrate it when you join us here. May God bless you always. As a gift um, from, the, from the Sunday school, so you can tell Miles some of those great stories of faith. We have a, a story which Bible and a baptismal certificate so he can remember this day. Thank you, boys. Thank you. Thanks, boys. Let us pray. God, you continually call your people into community, into renewal and life, to respond to your love. And we thank you for Miles' baptism here today. Lead Miles into the world, and together as parents and God's people, may we enable him to discover your truth, be touched by your mystery. May we let him question what far too many take for granted and then give him space to discover you on his own. Guide Blair and Chloe in their care for miles and as a whole family. May they live in the anticipation of love, the promise of the saints, the hope of eternity, the laughter of heaven and peace on earth. Touch us all with your presence, the very core of what we are. Hear us in Jesus' name. So be it. Amen. Friends, our intimations, the food bank continues on Tuesday at the West Halls on Main Street, 10 until 12 and 7 till 8 p.m. And please continue to support that if you are able. It's holiday today for our Sunday club. It's a school holidays, so Sunday club's not on. Um, but for any of the young folk who are here, feel free to go through into the hall if you wish. You're welcome to stay. The sermon's only 40 minutes today, so we should be, we should be, we should be fine. I'm joking, of course, we all run away. You should be, you can come and go as you please or, or go through into the halls. There's toys in, in the halls, just through, through the back there. Thank you to, thank you also for last week. We watched you from afar. It was great. So thank you for taking worship in my absence. Friends, it's with sadness I have to intimate the death of a member. David Roser of Brookfield passed away on Friday. I'm awaiting funeral details. I'll have them hopefully tomorrow. It's likely to be not this week coming, but the next week here in the Kirk. And details will be put up on the Kirk website. Again, they're offering, there's no plates passed around the church given the current guidelines, but there are plates at the rear of the church for you to give to the life and work of our church. Today's Bible reading from the Gospel of Mark will be read by Janice Anderson. Let's listen for God's Word. Our Bible reading is from Mark. Chapter 10, starting at verse 35. Then James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came to him. 
Teacher, they said, we want you to do for us whatever we ask. What do you want me to do for you, he asked. They replied, let one of you sit at the right hand and the other at your left in your glory. You don't know what you are asking, Jesus said. Can you drink the cup I drink or be baptized with the baptism I am baptized with? We can, they answered. Jesus said to them, you will drink the cup I drink and be baptized with the baptism I am baptized with. But to sit at my right or left is not for me to grant. These places belong to those for whom they have been prepared. When the ten heard about this, they became indignant with James and John. Jesus called to them together and said, You know that those who are regarded as rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first must be a slave of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Dennis. 468, Son of God, Eternal Saviour.
Let us pray. Spirit, inspire us today to seek your kingdom ways, to be challenged by your words, and have the grace to respond. So be it. Amen. Who will you serve? don't know if you get uncomfortable when you hear that question or whether you just skip over it very quickly so that you don't notice it. It runs against their grain. Either way, I'll ask it again. Who will you serve? As a culture and species, we tend to prize our freedom, accomplishment, autonomy, self-determination, and the list could go on. Which is why if we slow down and take the question seriously, we'll recognize how much it grates against our deeply held belief and our culturally forced sensibilities. Yet perhaps one of the most destructive illusions of our culture is that we are indeed free and autonomous beings who can live independently of all bonds of loyalty, devotion, and service. In fact, I shudder to think how much time and energy we expend in service to, yes, in service to the idea that we don't have to serve anyone. And this individualism is getting worse in society. A society who cares only for itself. And it's prevalent in politics too. Yet this assertion that you will always serve something or someone, whether you know it or not, is at the very heart of not simply today's passage, but throughout much of Mark's Gospel. Notice, for instance, the careful structuring of this larger section of Jesus' march to Jerusalem and his three predictions. Actually, they're more like announcements of his impending death. First, way back in chapter 8, Jesus cures a blind man at Bethsaida. But it doesn't seem to work at first. Indeed, it takes a little time for the man to regain his full sight. And then comes Peter's declaration and Jesus' first announcement on his impending death. But Peter doesn't get it. He rebukes Jesus, who in turn rebukes Peter back. And then in chapter 9, Jesus repeats this declaration that he will die in Jerusalem. A pronouncement that terrifies his disciples into silence. Until that is, they all begin arguing with each other about who's the greatest amongst them. Again, they don't get it. Jesus' words take time to sink in. So he puts before them a child. And he tells them that leadership and greatness is about welcoming the vulnerable. One of the most precious acts that the church can share 
is the sacrament of baptism, as we did with Miles this morning. Just listen to the words of Jesus. You will be baptized with the baptism I am baptized with. Let that sink in. We share Jesus' baptism. And then it continues. And Jesus once more says he's going towards Jerusalem to die. And again, the disciples don't get it. First James and John ask for special places of honor. And then the rest of the disciples resent their self-interest pushiness. Jesus' words still haven't sunk in and taken hold. So he says as plainly and as clearly as possible that to be great is to serve others and that to be first is to be last. And just after the passage we read today comes another healing of a blind man, Bartimaeus. It's interesting how these healings of blindness bracket Jesus' three pronouncements of his impending death. The disciples' failure to understand and Jesus' ongoing teaching about what constitutes greatness. I think Mark tells his story this way because he knows that Jesus' words, indeed his whole life, run contrary to our natural tendency to think about power and leadership and all of life and according to the terms of the world. And therefore it takes time to sink in. In today's reading, for instance, James and John think greatness comes from status and power. And in response, Jesus points out that there is no escaping service. You will either willingly, even joyfully serve others, or you'll become a slave to the illusions that you can be free and secure, and secure your future through status and power alone. Or in our day, wealth or youth or fame or possessions. So I ask again, who will you serve? The voices of the culture that say you can be free, indeed, you must be free on your own and at any cost. Or the voice of Jesus that calls you to find your freedom and indeed your true self through serving your neighbor. If this pandemic of the last 18 months has taught us anything, then surely it's taught us that we are made to be in relationship and discover our wholeness only when we join ourselves to the fortunes of those around us. Indeed, God delights in our relationships at home, at school, at work, in our communities. And there we discover our identity as whole people 
who see ourselves inextricably linked with those around us. Jesus' whole life challenges not only our assumptions, but the very powers that be with the surprising and life-giving revelation that as we lose ourselves in service, we find ourselves living more fully than ever before. It's an example and sacrifice validated in the resurrection. And for that matter, in our own experience, as we give ourselves away in service and love, only to discover a depth and quality of life that we've never experienced before. So who will you serve? You don't have to let others answer this for you. That is indeed part of our freedom as God's children. And once you've answered it, be set free by God's promise and power that in serving others, you truly find yourself. Glory be to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and shall be forevermore, world without end. Amen. 175. Praise, I will praise you, Lord.
Let us pray. Lord, before we pray for the needs of those we love and for so many around the world whom we shall perhaps never know personally, we pause to acknowledge that sometimes we're caught up in complicated situations that cause grief and race concerns. O oh God, there have been times when people have said or done something that has brought pain to our door. We find it hard to let go of those emotions and even harder to forgive. Soften our hearts and help us to forgive others even as you have forgiven us in Christ. We pray for the family and friends of Sir David Ames tragically murdered on Friday, representing people he chose to serve. O oh God, whatever our political allegiance, we thank you for all who put themselves forward to serve others as our elected representatives. Give us, we pray, something of the spirit of Jesus. Instead of ranting and launching into a war of attrition with others who hurt us or whom we have hurt, may we become peacemakers, opening the door to reconciliation and healing, where there is contention, bring cooperation, where there is unhealthy competition, usher in collaboration, where there is false accusation, let there be truth. Even when differing in opinion from one another, may we do so with mutual respect. Draw very close to all whose burden is heavy today. Continue in them the process of healing that has begun and which we hope will accelerate. May physical rest and peace of mind be their experience now and in all the days to come. At the same time, we rejoice with each one of our local congregation who has something to celebrate. And we give thanks today for the baptism of Miles. Lord, how wonderful it is for us to share the pleasure of such good news and those directly involved. And finally, in the silence of this space, we bring to you our own needs and those of others who have not already been or cannot be mentioned publicly at this time. Lord, in your love for all humankind, reach out to everyone who needs a deep touch from your healing hand this day. Hear and answer us according to your mercy. In Jesus' name we pray. So be it. Amen. Following our final hymn, we sing the threefold Amen, and then the sung blessing, praise God from whom all blessings flow, as the Bible leaves the sanctuary. 
It was actually remiss of me at, at Mayo, it's about, it's about Milestone, but at, at his baptism, I should have mentioned that it's a delight and an honour to baptise the child from the couple who was my first wedding here. And so I looked back through your service and this was one of the hymns from your wedding service. So 519, love divine, all love's excelling. <laughs> 